welcome to episode 22 of WTF Anime, the show that knows you've been having perverted thoughts about us. I'm Joe, and joining me as ever is Travis. How's it going, buddy? It's fantastic, Joe. How are you? This is the first time I'm ever looking at your face as we're podcasting, and it's... I'm not going to say it's off-putting, because that would be rude. I'm saying it's just a different experience. How dare. How dare. <laughs> oh, come on. There, I, I know for a fact there is a club of swooning girls that are heartbroken over you. <sighs> and I know this thing exists. It's true! <laughs> it's true. I've told you stateside, that's a thing that exists. <laughs> yep. I'm I'm glad to be a disappointment, frankly. <laughs> Way to achieve, buddy. Way to achieve. <laughs> uh, so as much as I'd love to be talking about an anime about me, um Oh god, that'd be awful. <laughs> this week we watched episode one of Kutora-san, a show that I specifically did not tell Ellie anything to Travis, like plot-wise, character-wise, I just wanted him to experience this. And I certainly did, so I I'm ready to go whenever you are. Yeah, I mean, if you want, I can give you my blanket thoughts on the anime show as a whole. Um, yeah, go for it, and if you <laughs> do you want me to get my, like, blanket thought on the episode? Well, yeah, I, like, I just have a bit, so it's fine. Okay, cool. Hey, isn't it super cool that this anime is only 10 minutes long, and then you just stop watching it? Oh my god! Oh my god! We are on the same page! Act 1, yep. Act 2, in this, yep. and, and I didn't want any part of Act 2, and Act 1 was so good! <laughs> oh, I want to hug you! I thought that you were yeah. going to love this to death. Oh, but no. 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 Let me tell you a little story. Okay. This came out in the winter season of 2013, I want to say. And at that point, I was already bored to death of just high school anime. And then I saw a trailer or like a plot. It probably wasn't a trailer because they would have showed like all the shitty stuff. I saw like a plot synopsis and I watched the first episode. And I was like, wow, this is like super fucking cool. Like different to every high school anime I've ever watched. Yeah. And then it stops being like. 10 minutes long. <laughs> and then I stuck with it for three more episodes, or two more episodes up to episode three, just to see if, like, it ever went back to good stuff. No. No. No? Oh, man. Oh. I'm I'm so disappointed. So much disappointed right now. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure this is somebody's favorite thing ever, because everything we cover at some point or another is somebody's favorite thing ever. Someone out there. They may not listen to us, but it's there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, the first half of this is amazing and gripping. And, like, you know how I say I like things that make you feel like you're reading a Russian novel? This is 100% the first act. Yep, that's that's what I picked it. <laughs> and then you get to the second part of this. The, the, the second half of the first episode and we go into what I'm going to call a Japanese take on a rom-com. And, I mean, I appreciate that they didn't do it in the traditional American style. But it's still a rom-com, which is like one of my least favorite genres that you're ever going to have me watch. 
it's just not my thing. In terms of like romantic comedies, I basically hate every Western one I've seen. But when it comes to anime, there are some fucking amazing ones. Oh yeah, the the the, the setup and and the idea and the plot behind this is how do I want to put it? And this is weird to say because I hate this, and my wife made me watch it. But like Fifty First Dates is the closest comparison I can put to this and i hate adam sandler films just so you know where we have the guy pursuing the reluctant woman and and going all out trying to make this girl that's outside or different like him or, or understand that he's an okay guy and that's that's a general plot synopsis of what i'm i'm seeing this thing progress into mm-hmm and I hated that film. I did. But at least they didn't go with the typical structure of an American rom-com. Because, oh, God, I'm over it. They're all the same. That's like the only <laughs> different one. <laughs> uh, that's my rant. And rant. And rant. You you go. Your turn yeah. to rant. <laughs> there we go. Adam Sandra is awful. He is. <laughs> so, let's talk about the good part. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So let's let's get right into this. Uh, first thing I want to say is uh, a thing that threw me is they didn't do a teaser. It didn't do a teaser into an opening. You have like mm-hmm. pretty much the literal first half of this, or the important part, and then you get a theme song. Yeah, yeah. It cuts like straight into main character uh, Kotara um, Haruki. Haruka? Haruki. I don't feel like that's right. Uh, maybe I'm wrong because I'm drunk, but uh, I, I I could be right. Cool. That's a possibility. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. It is. In, in an infinite number of worlds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am right in at least one of them. <laughs> Somewhere out there. We start off with our main character basically walking to school, and there is obvious space between made between her and the other students. Oh, yeah, it, it's visual ostracism, for sure. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, and already, like, the anime opens in this kind of very, like, heavily muted color palette. It, it, it really does. And, you know, I'll even say that the main character, some of the things and the way that they draw her is a little di- bit different than every other character. They're they're kind of pushing a little bit the eyes, specifically the eyes are just a little bit different than every other character that you're going to meet. They're slightly bigger than everybody else. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's because she's the cute one. Well, that could be, but at this point, it also actually serves for the I'm different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we go from that to a short spread of Kotaro being born, mm-hmm. her mother, Kimiko, trying to surprise her with breakfast. Yes. And then when that happens, Kotaro reads her mind. <laughs> yep, pretty much. We've, we've got a, a little cutesy Jean Grey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, l- less powerful Jean Grey, but... No, we, we've totally got a, a child with ESP going on. And this is the really cool thing. I like that, at least in this first 
part, they explore what it would be like to actually be able to read people's minds. As a child. Especially, yeah, especially as a child. This would be the worst thing. Everyone would hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm jumping ahead. (laughs) Let's go back. Let's go back. Yeah, so there's another scene where uh, we're at breakfast and I keep wanting to say, like, either Kotra's mother or Kimiko. Or Kumiko? Let's just go with Kumiko because that's the name of his character. No, that's correct. That's her mother. Uh, as far as I can tell. And she's offering up the husband uh, some more coffee because it's just made. And he's like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And the little girl goes, but he'd rather have some tea. <laughs> I see, not for the first time, I was like super curious about how this power works, whether people are actually like thinking that exact line. Because later on, People think, like, certain lines and she just spouts them. And it's like, "Mm, are you really thinking that exact line? Are you thinking that or is she implanting thoughts in your head? (laughs) I mean, that's even creepier. Right? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, We'll talk after this. (laughs) I've got a a podcast for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... The next thing we get is uh, Kotara at uh, elementary school, yep. and they're playing some Janken, which is rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, okay. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Look, there's a whole arc in JoJo's about rock, paper, scissors, and the dramatic ways in which they fight with it. I, I 100%, I am not doubting that at all. <laughs> yep. Yep. So she beats a few, like, random girls, and then the teacher comes up and gets beat, and then she just says to everyone, well, yeah, you're telling me exactly what you're going to show? Yeah. So, like, you guys are really bad at this. (laughs) Do you not know how this game works? You're the ones that explained (laughs) it to me. Yeah, I know how this game works. Always go with rock. Nothing beats rock. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. There's Lizard and Spock now. (laughs) <clears throat> Anyways, so yeah, uh, so we have this montage, and uh, af- after that, we're moving on. This is first gradeish, second gradeish, so somewhere in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, d- d- I-, I don't know. Uh, we've moved on in time. She's slightly older, uh, about that age when w- when when you start to recognize attraction or or liking someone. I should say. Uh, is, is where we are. And all these little girls are talking about boys and how they're gross and immature. And she straight up walks up and just boom, 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 reveals everybody's crushes. And then the boys walk up because they're freaking out. And he's like, oh, look, you, that boy, that girl likes you too. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Now you can like go get married and stuff. Yeah. That's how and- kids think. And, you know, it almost feels like an allegory about being truthful, just being honest with yourself and not caring about anybody else's thoughts on things at this Mm. weird little point. Because this girl's, like, breaking it down and everyone's freaking out, but why? It it didn't affect a fucking thing. (laughs) It's super weird, because after that scene where, like, her friends walk away from her, because, like, oh, we hope you're 
lying all the time. Or- oh no, I've got I've got a lot of deep thoughts about this first ten minutes, and then the last the last part of it, it can fuck off. <laughs> yeah, the- Kumiko gets called in by one of the teachers and says, th- and the teacher says that your child is a habitual liar. So, like the the entirety of the people in her class are constantly lying. Yes. If that is to be believed. <laughs> and just because this one person is being honest, like, well, it, fuck that child. <laughs> well, I I think it's it's more like no one's being honest with themselves and being okay enough with themselves to be honest with other people. Yeah. And that's the fucked up thing. And it's going to – that trend is going to continue on um, as we get further into the first ten minutes. The good part of this anime. <laughs> <laughs> So as as we're kind of going through this, like you're noticing that the anime started off again with very muted colors. Yes. Kotara at home being happy and stuff and it's brighter and it's slowly, slowly getting much darker and more muted. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I totally I've become a student of of lighting, color palettes, all that stuff because of this show or not this show. <laughs> Uh, in particular, but our podcast, I should say, mm. is, is what has made me really start to pay attention to the use of color, animation style, all kinds of dumb stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's learning about things. I'm learning a thing. <laughs> so we get another scene of them at home, and Kotor uh, just got a sweet new bag from her granddad, and yep. Showing it off, and her dad thinks, "Wow, you're really short." And she's like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, don't don't call me shorty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be off-putting. I mean, until you got used to it, and you're like, "Okay." Mm. <laughs> I mean, I understand. But yeah. At the same time, you're your fucking parents. You should be at least semi-used to this shit at this point. <laughs> Have learned to. To function, you've had this child longer than anybody. <laughs> by, by default, or being able to make like basic connections and right. just say, "I think my child can read minds." Let's yeah. talk about this. That that's just the thing. Like, I mean, that's my problem with the parents is that they don't they don't ever go out on that limb or connect that thing. Yeah. And I understand that we need it to make the the story go. But at the same time, it's weekly done. That's my only critique of the first 10 minutes. Otherwise, I love yeah. the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think then we start seeing like straining with the parents and like she gets called in for that teach conference and uh yep. Kumiko rings up dad who never gets a name. Uh and he's just like we need to talk about our daughter and he's like Raising a woman is uh, raising a kid is a woman's job. Okay, okay. excuse I'm so- me I'm while so- I smoke some cigars. I'm sorry. There, there's two problems I have <laughs> with the first ten minutes. Uh-huh. That's also the other one. <laughs> uh, like the oh, that's woman's work kind of bullshit. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm a dad. I do dad things and raise my kids. Fuck you. Yeah, it's um almost like. These two are shitty parents. <laughs> uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Anyways, so now we start a montage of mom desperately trying to get her daughter help. 
So she's dragging her to uh, psychoanalyst and psychologist after psychologist. With everyone going, yeah, your your daughter's normal. <laughs> she, she's adjusted. And still no connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's super weird because you have to think at some point during those like uh like analysis things the doctor would have said something untrue. Right, you would think so. I I mean in Occam's razor moment with the parents where we've eliminated all the other <laughs> possibilities. <laughs> kind of deal seems like it should should have happened but yet it didn't again we need it this is this is plot and we well, don't know because the the next step from my daughter is sick is oh she's been possessed by an evil spirit i should take her to the local temple well, and when <laughs> when that shit didn't work i mean we should have explored that last and final possibility but now she's just fucked up and i don't want to be around her <laughs> yeah drinking Drinking is the best solution to this problem. <laughs> I found that often to be sage advice, but <laughs> not when it's concerning my children. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, we get we get a scene where she uh, uh, Kiko, yes, Kikiro, Kumiko, Kumiko. That's Kumiko. it. So, Kumiko, yes. Anyways, uh, we get a scene where she is. Um, Drinking what appears to be some whiskey and talking with her daughter. She's just kind of like talking aloud and just being, why me? Why my daughter? And then uh, Kretra comes in and uh, because like dad has been entirely missing um, since like the phone conversation. Yeah, you you don't see a visual of that guy again for, for quite a minute. <laughs> Kretra is just like, I'm, it's it's going to be fine. Dad will come back, and then Kumiko, like, throws an entire glass of whiskey at her daughter? <laughs> yeah! Because, uh, <laughs> whoa! Whoa. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure her ability put a strain on the family, and I'm jumping ahead here, but I don't feel like they were gonna stay together, no matter fucking what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were problems here. There were real problems that no one was addressing. And what I found interesting is, um, I mean, we're going to cover it in a second, but what I find interesting about it is we only really get Kotaro's, uh perspective through this. There's very few scenes where we don't see Kotara. So obviously from her perspective, the thing that happens next is entirely reasonable for her to think is her fault. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Years later, maybe not. I I don't know how much grin. Yeah, like obviously it's not. But what I'm saying is, from her perspective, oh like, yeah, it's okay, entirely reasonable for her to make that conclusion. No, no yeah, uh, I'm okay. not saying it's Kotara's fault that okay. these two are shitty parents uh, and are fucking other people. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I was about to say, Mister Hadfield, I may have an exception <laughs> with what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> uh, no no uh so yeah as we kind of mentioned the scene after that is daddy's finally home but uh you know he he has to go out for some reason and his business. mom also has to go out for 
some yeah i think it's business and i'm doing something uh i'm going to dinner i think she said no she just says i have something to do oh that's just- right that's right it, it is she, she says I- i've got something to do <laughs> but obviously koto hears that uh her dad is going to a hotel with some woman a love hotel and uh kumiko is going to dinner with some guy yeah shockingly the parents argue about this (laughs) yeah and they they blame their daughter because they're they're trying to bang other people because that's they settle on our daughter is lying yeah which is the only way to get through this so that they can go bang other people i understand that but (laughs) i feel like again this is this is another allegorical scene with people not being honest with each other and if they were just confident and honest with each other this scene probably never would have happened because they would have worked through some fucking bullshit before before we got to the I'm going to sneak around and bang people stage yeah then we don't have 10 minutes of good anime so right i get it i get it and no a a lot of people are this way i'm just saying that like Mm. i live i i live my life pretty honestly i i don't hide anything from anybody i care about i will have a conversation whether or not it's hard to have with you with you kind of deal although i've got to say watching this scene um and, and some other scenes later on this really struck a chord with me because I may not have had the most tip-top parents growing up. I'll be honest with you. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it struck a chord. It was a little painful, but that's okay because I like dark, depressing shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and and you you get that. I do. uh... Oh, man, so much good. So much good in the first ten. (laughs) Yeah. So the next scene is Kumiko is walking out the door. <laughs> yep. And I'm out. Yeah, we get introduced to uh, Kumiko's dad, uh, Koto's granddad, who yeah. is going to be taking care of her. Yeah, because we don't want to do it anymore. So, and as far as the character goes, uh, he seems like a pretty cool old dude. This is another one where the live your life honestly kind of thing, I feel like he's old enough, he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Whatever he thinks, he's going to tell you, and that's why, like, maybe her mind read ability doesn't put him off. He, okay, so, from what I saw of this, this character, you are correct, he lives his life very honestly, including joining in on getting people to perv on his uh, his granddaughter because she's cute. Did I miss that scene? What the fuck? Uh, that's in later episodes. I'm just like... Oh, okay, because, like, yeah, I... Oh, well, y- now you're fucking me up, because episode one, I'm like, no, he just seems like an alright old dude. Yeah, yeah, he seems like a really cool, honest guy, and, and he's gross. <laughs> oh, man, you ruined it for me, man. It was it was the one decent adult that we had met. <laughs> 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 the only half decent adult character that <laughs> right. wants to whore his granddaughter out. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. But it's I... comedy. Is that? 
I don't find that funny. Oh. Uh, anyway, anyways. So, Kumiko... Well, first, like, Kotaro is just begging her mother to say something like, I will do nothing to make you mad, like, I'll do chores, I'll do everything. Yeah, I'll cook and, and then, clean. like... She gets slapped, yep. and uh, Kumiko says, um, "Yeah, I never should have given birth to you." So that's that's the kind of uh, darkness we're dealing with here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now imagine that this isn't like a bratty, shitty teen that you've just gotten your shit. Uh, you've gotten fed up with her shit. No, this is still a little girl. Yeah. My daughter's age little girl that you you just like face palms to the ground to the point that that her grandfather is concerned about her safety and health after that spill and like I never should have given birth to you and then straight up turn your back and walk the fuck out the door. Wow. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yep, another Whoa. another shiny example of Humanity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Kotara is, like, just entirely ostracized devastated? in school. Yeah, well, devastated. Uh, we cut to her being ostracized in school, and, like, there are some, like, kids being shitty kids and stuff like that. But then... Oh, hey, a kitty. Oh, yeah, well, and you know what? Kitties make everything better. I'm staring at one of mine right now. <laughs> uh, so Kotoro like picks it up <laughs> and finds that oh, it's can't, all alone. can't read his mi- its mind. It's all alone, just like me. I'll get it some food to eat. It's almost like cats don't think. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah, dare it, you! My cat a- thinks about killing me all the time. Can- <laughs> your cat thinks about <laughs> your cat is Dax Star. I mean, duh. I got it a ring and everything. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I want to come over and pet your kitty and have it plot to murder me. <laughs> angry blood powers. With its angry, angry blood powers. You guys should read some of the other lantern corns. They're pretty amazing. <laughs> Do it. They're all better than blue. Flips Aww. fingers at Alan. <laughs> it's the best just alan specifically (laughs) everybody else that's cool with blue you're fine alan yeah yeah you you can like blue just alan man come on (laughs) so so we're sidetracking from from this next from this next example of terrible humanity yeah Roll us forward, Joe. Roll us forward. Yeah, so Kotaro returns with, like, cat food and cat milk to pet this cat, the only friend she's ever had. Yeah, and then some old bitch shines up and says, uh, oh yeah, I took him to a shelter. You're like a dick for feeding her. Grr. People are the worst. Yeah, we get a lot of heavy orchestral strings. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, the pupils are gone. It's just all an eyeball made of tears, basically. Yeah. Uh, As she silent screams to the heavens. (laughs) 
And then you can shut off this show because now we're done. This this was the arc. We don't care about anything else. I mean, no, there's there's some cooler scenes. Like we cut back to the um, scene at the beginning where she's walking into school. Uh, she's in high school now. Yeah. And um, yeah, she gets introduced by the teacher and she just like, this is my name. Nothing about me. And then the teacher thinks, oh, this girl's going to be a pain. And then she starts, like, apologizing, not giving a shit. Yeah, apologizing. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be a pain. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then her internal monologue is, uh, yep, it's going to be the same everywhere I go. I just wish people would ignore me. And then shut, shut off this episode. Shut off the episode. <laughs> Yeah, you're done now. You're done. We, we we've told you the perfect story. This this is like some Stanley Kubrick like dark. It do, it's not going to end happy. We're just going to let you wonder stuff and no, nope. Instead, it goes on. Uh, let's go. <laughs> no, I want to talk about my dream ending for this, and it's Kotara holding a knife inside the guts of her parents. That's how the show ends. Oh, man. See, now you can't flash to that. That's going to have to be a longer anime, and we're going to have to build up to that. We're not We're not there yet. Uh, fine. She becomes a supervillain, and then murders her parents. Yes. Yes, like a darker version of Worm, where she hates her parents much, much more. <gasps> yes. <laughs> There's a lot of parent hate in Worm. There, there is so much parent hate in Worm. <laughs> Uh, you guys probably don't even know what I'm talking about, but look it up. It's a great podcast, audio book thing. <laughs> Some, sometimes it is. <laughs> it all depends on the readers. Sometimes it's hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but no, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, the show continues. Unfortunately, it does. And that's when we, we frame in on Manabe. Yeah. He's just looking out the window. Thinking about stuff. Thinking and about stuff. What he's thinking about is anthropomorphic dildos in the Wild West. It appears to be that. Uh, that <laughs> seems a, sol- a solid call. Like, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong at all. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> Kotaro is just like, what the fuck? Manabe looks up, and there is a screen crack, and all of the, like, Muted color goes away, and it's bright, cheery anime. <sighs> and then we get the opening. Mm-hmm. And then we get the opening, which, okay, the opening animation is whatever. Now, the song. Okay, the song doesn't fit with the first ten minutes you just watched, first of all. Nope. That doesn't mean that I don't love it, because it's like a weird, uh, like, Ska and Chiptune had a baby. Yup, and it's so good. And that's that's what they're playing for you is the Ska Chiptune baby. Uh, it's it's a good song. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and shit on everything in the uh, second half of this uh, show. Like the song, nope, pretty there's good. There's the song. The song's the song's good. Now turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> now turn it off. We're good now. You got the song. If we didn't already have a press, if we didn't already have a precedent for Monster Musume and uh, trawling through things that we 
or I guess sort of online and like trawling through things we both don't like, I would say yes, we should turn the show off now. <laughs> oh god. This one isn't even fun to hate. Like I don't feel like great hate for it. I feel uh, it, mm. it fills me with ennui. <laughs> <laughs> I don't anything this. It's just yeah. uh, So yeah. We cut through a few more scenes of like people trying to get to know Kotara. Like there's the uh class representative um who doesn't actually want to know any information from her and Kotara calls her out on that shit. You know, another girl asks, What clubs are you gonna be joining? thinks, Oh, I really don't want it to be the tennis club, and Kotara's like, fuck tennis. <laughs> The the mind version of Kotara for me is way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I love that. I'm not saying it in a bad way. She just calls people on their shit. Yeah. Uh, and then, so there's like a quick pan of like one week, two week, three weeks. All the time, like... Interest in her has waned, and nobody cares about her, and she she is sad. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a running theme in the whole episode, is Kotura mm-hmm. is sad. But, I mean, I think, was it at week three or four, we finally get a, a break in the action, if you want to call it that, in that as she's sitting, eating lunch from her bento box, Manabe, um, you know, uh, Daydream Dildo Boy, um, is goes, hey, we, sh- we should eat some lunch together. And sits down. And everybody kind of freaks out for a second. And now we have a lunch scene. And, you know, he's kind of unwrapping his food, kind of talking to her. And she's a little off-put because she's used to... Actually, she kind of hates most people. She doesn't need to or, need to or want to get close to people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Manabe starts, like, <laughs> looks at her lunch and is just like, oh my god, that looks super good. I wonder if she made it. She's like, I did. I wonder if she'd let me have some. Go ahead. <laughs> and then he just starts like chowing down on her food. And and here's where we get to see where she he's really the different boy. Because when she's getting ready to freak out, he's like he, he's super into the fact that he doesn't have to say anything out loud it, that she just kind of mm. knows and they, they can have a conversation at least the start of it. <laughs> oh no. Don't make me think about this again. <laughs> I, I don't want to either buddy, but we're going to get through this together. Me and you. Yeah. <laughs> so then there's like more kind of montaging of Manabe just like hanging around with Kotaro, even though she obviously doesn't want him to. Yeah. <laughs> like, actively trying to push him away. Yeah. Oh, I'll be your partner. Like, stretch with me. <laughs> Physically attacking her during PE. Almost. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, and and then we have a walking home scene, which I think we we kind of get, like, hopeful glimmers of the first ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, where she she's real like I I don't want to be with anybody. I'm all sad. I live alone. All this good stuff, but nope, nope. She is still doggedly pursued by uh, Daydream Dildo. 
That is that is his new character name to me because I don't get a lot. <laughs> that's that's his name. It's canon now, you guys. <laughs> There's a better example later, but basically, like, she just says straight up, "I don't want people hanging around with me." That's just kind of the way I am. And then she changes where she eats lunch to the roof, and Manabe stalks his way up there. And Kotara leaves because obviously she wants to be alone. Yeah, that's not that's not like creeper behavior at all. No, no. And what happens next definitely isn't creeper behavior. Oh, what are you talking about? Perfectly no- normal, Joe. What does Manabe da- slash Daydream Dildo do next? So to get her attention, he imagines her lying naked on a bed saying... Don't rush things. Everything starts with a kiss. Oh, man. You know what? I asked you to do that because I had forgotten. And I think I hadn't forgotten so much as I had blocked it out of my head. I think I I had... I blacked out for a moment. Like, I I, I took in the audio audio and visual. But but at the same time, there was that, like, trauma (laughs) patch and you just tore it right off. Yeah, Tra- Travis was watching the scene, but nobody was home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will was spinning hamster had died long ago. Yeah. But hey, it's uh, it's wacky comedy and not creepy and rapey. Not at all. Not at all. Because <laughs> she gets all flustered and it's like waving this imagination away, which is apparently part of her powers. But it's just like played off as like, this is totally fine and hilarious. and These are not. man things. <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, no <laughs> no boy can go five seconds without thinking something dirty. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 was, I was a teenage boy, so that might at a certain point be true. And having someone invade your own private thoughts is... <laughs> There's that. It, it yeah. what you do with that creepy shit when you go. No, stop that. You're creepy. Just act like a normal person to, towards this person. Kind of deal. That that's the wise course. But we don't get that because she no. has a window into his mind. God, how much more of this is there, Joe? We're almost there, right? So, Kotra's out shopping. Yep. <laughs> Thank God. And. Manabe manages to stalk and find her. And, uh, yeah, they they talk for a bit, and then, uh, like, Manabe offers to carry her heavy shopping bags. And then they start crossing the road, and then some, like, truck driver's an asshole and doesn't put his brakes on. And Kotaro has read his mind because she knew that he wasn't paying attention. Is that a conscious yep. thought that goes and, through people's heads? <laughs> and pushes Manabe back. Right before the truck hits him, it crushes all of her groceries, and yeah. So, so now we have a weird life debt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't want to do this, Joe. I don't want to do the second <laughs> ten minutes. No, it's fine. Um, it's fine. We spent like thirty minutes talking about the first ten, and I just am ready. To I know. This up, like, 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 right. We're now. just blitzing. We're blitzing through this. Yeah. Just because okay. it's like so awful. This isn't even fun to make fun of. I just. It's so. Ugh. There's another okay moment that is immediately ruined. So, 
Manabe takes Kotaro back to her house. Uh, mm-hmm. She lives alone, uh, shockingly. He bandages her up, and they start kind of talking about why you're pushing people away, and um, Kotaro kind of gives... She lies herself, and she says, like, I don't want people around me to get hurt. And right. when Manabe acts like an actual human rather than a stalker, and, like, actually just says, that's not true at all. Like, that isn't what you want. And then we get Kotara talking about the true reason why she's distancing herself from everyone is not for other people's benefit. It's just she doesn't want to go through the pain of losing people again. Yep. And and now we, we've got uh, uh, Tearfield Kotara talking about how, you know, he's kind of right. Like, that she do- she doesn't want uh, that was the most painful thing was losing people which this felt like too much for an episode one I'm gonna go ahead and, uh, <laughs> and give it a, a negative marks here you shouldn't have this big th- I mean in typical storytelling that big realization slash admittance should not be at the end of episode one which only ma- made makes me think that further down we've only got stupidity and horrors because they've already yeah. gotten the story out of the way. They've done the complete story arc. The problem is, you're exactly right. <laughs> At least from what I've seen, this is the last you get of any kind of actual emotional impact. The rest of the stuff is just... Well, what they, what they cap this scene off, what they cap this emotional scene off this moment of vulnerability and Manabe saying, okay, I will never leave you so we can be friends. And then he immediately just thinks of something and she's, why the fuck are you thinking of, why are you thinking perverted thoughts of me while I'm crying? And Manabe says something to the effect of, oh yeah, crying girls are a turn on. We had what could have been like a really impactful scene. Just, Shit right upon with, oh yeah, crying girls are my kink. Yep. Mm. And you know what? I'm sure to somebody out there, that is their thing, and that's great. <laughs> and there's somebody that their kink is crying, and you two should find each other and have a fucking blast. But I don't need it in this story. I don't need it in this story. Move the fuck no. along. Uh, we did it, Travis. We did it. We, we got it. all the way through. And God, I'd never have to think about this series again. Fuck this. Oh, it's been a while. I, I can feel I can feel the fire starting to burn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I'm back, baby. Woo! So we did the first 10 minutes in like 35 minutes. So it's taken us like, excluding like the opening, it's been about 10 minutes of us just blitzing right. through that hole. I mean fucking horror show yeah well we tell you to turn it off we're not fucking around <laughs> this is serious bullshit turn it off and have a brilliant beautiful experience like you could have and then you didn't so to recap i got everything i wanted out of this episode oh yeah recording wise not the show i got to show you something depressing uh-huh and i got angry travis back <laughs> oh so angry oh manabe's a fucking worst i wish he was an actual human so i could stalk and beat him (laughs) for far too long travis has been happy recording these 
anymore. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go drink. I'm gonna drink like her mom that hates her so bad. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, no. episode one of Kotoro-san. That's the last episode I'll be watching. <laughs> da, 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 yeah. Da. Ugh. Okay, I've got I've got literally nothing else to say about this. I don't. I I just want I want to be gone. I want this gone from me. So, um, I I guess we should talk about that that thing. The thing I do. Yeah. What thing? Next time on WTF Anime. So. Mm-hmm. Travis th- Travis thought it was this episode. Yeah, I confused episodes because. Joe likes to play chrono tricks with me. <laughs> Look, uh, if if you have the uh, if you have the compendium, uh, it's very easy to follow how I make my decisions with uh, with recording. And that's fantastic. I do not have the compendium. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what is the next time, sir? Well, next week we have a guest. Yeah. Who, who? We have listener of the show, James Fletcher, at Discord underscore Inc. Coming on to talk about a show that um, he's a fan of. (laughs) He enjoys Uh, this show. He does. And you know what? I'm going to put this out here right now. Um, We were specifically requested to watch this in the dub. And yep. if they, if you want to follow along and really experience what we experienced, we both watched the dub for this. I mean, you mean Will watched the dub because of time. You know, we have ha- Has it. Will. Has Will watched the dub? So we are going to be watching Gundam Wing Episode 7. Yep. And I am looking forward to it. I'm sure James will be amazing in that show. Uh, I'm sure it will be very funny. Um, who knows? There might be like some impressions in there. The, the, maybe. Maybe. I think you get your walking in there a little bit, right? I definitely get Bane in there. I mean, I'm sure I'll talk about <laughs> my Bane impression. I don't think I did walking for that. You didn't. You didn't. I mean, you need to favor the people with your walking sometime. <laughs> I, only, only I have experienced drunk, drunk party Joe doing walking at what is like five or six in the morning, your yeah. time, and that is a magical experience for for anyone that cares to listen. I recommend it. <laughs> Just give me your Skype yeah. information, and I will call you up on a random night uh, and yell walking quotes at you. Uh, there cool. is there I... is a selection. You can uh, you can choose from of other impressions. I'll put the list down in the uh, in the show notes. It, it, it's uh, uh, Bane rap is on there, right? <laughs> I mean, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it says on my Twitter that I'm a professional Bane impersonator. <laughs> perfect, perfect. We're done then. We're done then, and it's time for business. Yeah. So, um, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed it, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at WTF Anime Show. And if you would like to recommend us an anime, I know we've had uh, a few more come in, or 
uh, asked to be a guest on the show. We have we have some great guests coming up, including James. Yeah, and like spots are open, even though like we have we've recorded so far in advance that we need to like catch up and start bridging the gaps. You can hit us up on Twitter, or you can email us uh, on wtfanimeshow at gmail.com. Uh, and I can always be reached at the Joe Hatfield. And Travis, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Dicelobber, D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. And uh, I think I want to take a moment here. If you guys like what you're hearing here, uh, that's amazing and we thank you. But go ahead and tell a friend or... Uh, barring that, go log on to whatever podcast thing that you get us from and give us a rate and review. Uh, it helps other people hear us, and we uh, we want to talk to as many people as we can. Yeah, that's me. Well, I wow. have totally forgotten to do that in the past few episodes, so yeah. well, well done, Travis. Yeah. That is a thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, and but we that... didn't... I didn't... I didn't get to self-deprecate us. Because I always, during it, do that while I pimp-pop my podcast. <laughs> I'm just like, we're kind of dumb, but some Because you're like the us. literal worst, you anime trash boy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I, I, think, I think we've drawn to a close, sir. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? <laughs> Fuck everything but the first ten minutes of this show. That is my closing thoughts. <laughs> Excellent. And with that, a goodbye. Bye! It looked like it was in sync for me. What? Sure, sure. Just interrupt the beginning. That's fine. That's totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just more stuff I have to edit out. That's fine. (sighs) Travis is just so giggly because he's got me on video. (laughs) You done with interruptions?